0: This is the Scott Bradley Show podcast.
1: We have heard endless talk in recent weeks—I mean, ongoing talk—about people falling into areas where waterfalls are in the city, rope rescues that have to be done. Today, we had a tragedy with a, a body that was found at the bottom of the Devil's Punch Bowl. We've had neighbors complaining about people on their way to these waterfalls doing, behaving poorly, which is a generous way of saying behaving like idiots having sex on their, on their front walk and taking nude pictures on their front lawns. I mean, it is on and on and on. We've even heard of the city saying, we've got to start roping off some areas here. We may have to start shutting this down because it's too much. It's too much and people clearly cannot look after themselves. At least that's the impression we're getting from all these problems. Well, the guy who started with every good intention. The guy who started the whole City of Waterfalls concept joins me now. He, his name is Chris Eklund. Chris, thanks for doing this tonight. Thanks for coming on.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me, Scott.
1: Uh, I, I think it would probably be a fair guess on my part to say that you, when you started this, you never saw all this coming?
0: Um, well, a, a lot of the problems, uh, yeah. I pretty much saw a lot of this as a potential problem. But I didn't think that we as a city, as the as citizens of Hamilton, were going to be faced with so many problems from the city itself and from the Hamilton Conservation uh, Authority itself in, in trying to basically shut the whole concept down. I, I never expected that, Scott. I thought that the uh, the city Hamilton and the Hamilton Conservation Authority would uh, have welcomed us with open arms, but... In fact, didn't? That has not been the case. They didn't, eh? No. Uh, continue. Tried to shut it down. Um, the the media reports and stuff. Uh, the lying. The straight up deceit. Um, things that they've done. Uh, it's 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 actually quite amazing. I'm I'm really kind of amazed that they continue uh, to go down this road rather than uh, grabbing what is being done. The hundreds, if not thousands, of volunteers that have changed the city's image but it's kind of the same old story is once you start to dig yourself a hole through lying to the general public uh it's just got totally out of control now and uh obviously we we see what's happened
1: well let's go back for a second when remind me when this whole thing started when did you first launch the city of waterfalls campaign
0: oh geez uh bill kelly had me on i don't know maybe eight years ago now
1: okay and what was it that, uh, was it you, was it someone else, what was the thing that spurred you to say, hey, you know what, we got a lot of waterfalls around here. How did you, how did that come to be?
0: Well, if we go way back, I was at a political fundraiser, and I can I can point the finger at David Sweet. It's all David's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he had a poster that Joe Hollock, Joe Hollick from Dundas, a gentleman I, 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 I didn't know, um, and of course, being born and raised in Hamilton, I thought I knew everything about Hamilton until I was up at uh, Michelangelo's, and I saw this poster that uh, David had for basically, you know, a fundraising item. And I saw these waterfalls, and Joe had maybe 15 on this poster of his, and I said, where the heck are all these waterfalls? I mean, of course, I knew of uh, Albion Falls growing up there as, as a kid, but uh, never been to Webster's Falls or any any of the other 14. And so very quickly I said, you know, if I don't know about this, that means most Hamiltonians don't know about it. And, and that's basically the beginning that night um, of the entire campaign and, of course, the rest is history.
1: And how long did it, it took a while for people to really catch on, right? I mean, you got the buses done and the, the, the Winnebago's and everything wrapped with the advertising, but it took a while for everyone to really jump on board this.
0: Well, not really. It's um, you know, number one, it, Bill Kelly said this the best. When Bill had me on, he said, "Well, Chris, you know, the city's tried this and it failed. The conservation authority has tried this and it failed." And he and he looked at me and he, and he didn't even let me answer. He goes, "How can this fail? Nobody hates the waterfall." And I said, "You're, you're exactly right, Bill. It's just that it's never been promoted properly." So when When the campaign went live, and as you said, you know, we had four cars wrapped on the road going all over North America, we had the big forty foot bus all wrapped, going all over the place at trade shows and you know Christmas parades and and what have you all over, the general public from all over the world basically picked up on it immediately, and the, the people visiting were just uh, fast and furious. And now through further social media campaigns and on and on, um, yeah, I mean, the numbers are, are doubling pretty much every single year now.
1: But again, and, and so, yeah, so when I say it took a while for people to catch on, there were what I'm saying is there was not this kind of interest, there was not this kind of attention, this kind of attendance from right off the bat. It has grown over the years to the point where it is now.
0: Oh, sure. I, I mean, you know, pretty much immediately within the first year or two, the city of Waterfalls campaign had the largest and still does social media presence in the city Hamilton in its history. And uh, without a doubt, it is the number one draw, always has been since the campaign started and always will be. It's, it's just the thing here uh, with the people, like the spec reporter did you, uh, the interview the other day. We had people from Pittsburgh, and I think it was people from London and Windsor. And that's the thing. I mean, you go anytime to any waterfall and just take a look at the license plates on the cars. If they're not from out of province or out of country, you'll see the dealer plates. They're from all over southern Ontario. So, um, you know, the, the web statistics have always shown that we're a minimum of about 75 to a high of about 94 percent of the people that come to the website are not from Hamilton.
1: But it's recently, Chris, that this thing has become too much, it seems, for for some of the places in Hamilton. They just can't handle the volume of people that are coming. When did you realize that we were actually reaching a point where, you know what, this, this may actually become a little too much for the facilities, for the roads, for the parking areas, for everything else to deal with how much interest there now is?
0: Well, it's not that it's too much, Scott. It's, it's again, the, the Conservation Authority is basically they have to start talking the truth to people. The city of Hamilton has to do the very same thing. The The numbers don't lie, the facts don't lie, but people do lie. And unfortunately, this is what myself and others have been putting up with for years. The HCA, when I sat down with the head of the HCA, he flatly told me, outright he goes Chris where you and I differ is you're trying to open up our city's jewels to everybody and our mandate is to shut them down and this is the thing Scott is until the HCA and the city basically say you know what we understand that we've got a gift a gift that's been given to us and this is something that has absolutely changed this city's image It's about time we start doing something about it. Now, for me, Scott, it's like 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 I've told you and other people before. You know, I can only do so much as one person. I can only hire so many contractors with so many dump loads of gravel to fix the, the parking lots and to make things as safe as I can do and all the volunteers. But Albion Falls is a great example. When you take a look at Albion Falls, you ask anybody of my vintage, and they'll tell you that when they were a child, they were there playing football and frisbee and picnics and everything. We've got an absolute jewel at Albion Falls, and so many of them that are completely shut down to the general public. And the HCA, you know, they may say one thing, but uh, the truth is an entirely, entirely different story about what they've done to completely keep people out.
1: So what can then you said that things need to be done. What can be done to take the problems that we're facing right now, with people being careless, with all these people needing to be rescued out of the bottoms of falls, with with the number of people parking on on in front of people's houses and all the rest? What can be done to take the idea that is there that let's we want we want to open up the waterfalls. We want people to be able to enjoy this part of the city of Hamilton. And well, yet, what okay, can we be no, done to make that work with the with the challenges that exist?
0: Well, number like anything, Scott, you know, in life, you've got to have a solid foundation when you build something upon it. So the HCA needs to say right off the bat, they need to come clean and start speaking the truth to the citizens of Hamilton, to our politicians, and basically say straight up that, you know what, yes, our mandate is to shut things down. We have no interest in bringing in visitors and to show them our jewels. They, they need to admit that, Scott. Now, the second thing is the city needs to start looking at this in in a very, very serious light. Number one, safety is number one. Always has been in in my book and always will be. Whatever we can do to make our natural wonders safer, we have to do it. But when you take a look at these jewels, when you take a look, you know, at Albion Falls, when you take a look at Felker's, when you take a look at two's and Webster's and over 120 other waterfalls that people don't even know about. They are absolute jewels that we can do things to to make picnic areas. Let's get some benches in there. I mean, when you look years back at Albion when uh, we unfortunately had that young boy that, that fell over, I was actually there and witnessed it. And I talked to some of the family members, and they said straight up they used to go to Webster's. They used to have barbecues at Webster's. But that got shut down. Too many people complained about the smells of all the food, so they shut that down. And now they're going to Elvin Falls. So, you know, there's a lot that we can do. It's just that the powers to be, you know, re- refuse to want to do anything about it.
1: When I contacted you this afternoon to see if you would come on, one of the things you alluded to was that you, as the guy whose name is kind of behind this, or at least started behind this, you've actually gotten some flack. You've had some hate from people about what's been going on. Is that, is that really the case?
0: Oh, absolutely. I've been threatened. Uh, family's been threatened. Um, when you go back to Webster's Falls, it was myself that basically called Councillor Pasuda and others and said, you know what, let's get a neighborhood uh, meeting together, and we did. And we came up with incredible uh, 13 pages, I think, Councillor um assistant took, and we had police, fire, ambulance, EMS there, bylaw and came up with some great things to do, and they were all implemented. Uh, so it was myself that started that. The unfortunate thing is, is uh, at that meeting, there were a couple people there that we were warned about that uh, there has been some trouble with. And, um, you know, since then there's been ongoing problems with them. But even a lot of the local neighbors have made sure that they have voiced it uh, to a lot of people that were not part of this. There's two or three individuals that uh, people are basically scared of because of uh, their bullying tactics, their aggressiveness, and how they conduct themselves, and they say, we don't want to be any part of this. We love that we live here. If we can do things in, in an upfront manner, in an ethical, moral manner, uh, let's do it. But, you know, Scott, there's some real ugliness behind this that a lot of counselors know. And I, and I wish that the media would do something about this, is to ask the question straight up, why is there no more picnicking being allowed at Webster's? You know, our chief, former chief of staff knows well. A lot of people know the answer to this, but they don't want to talk about it, and they, they don't want to admit it.
1: Chris, I'm almost out of time, but one last thing. If When you look at what you had done when you got this thing started when you first got the whole campaign going if you could have seen eight or nine whatever the years down the road to where we are today would you have done anything different i mean or would you have done exactly the same thing and just hope the outcome turned out differently
0: what i would have done is i would have spoken out a lot uh, earlier uh, about the the lying cheating and deceiting that the hca and other people are doing because at the end of the day, Scott. What nobody ever will ever disagree with is it has made our city a much, much better place for its people and for its its city. And I've always said I will do everything in my power for the city and the citizens of Hamilton, and I've done that. And we're a better people and a better city uh, because of it. I just wish that everybody else would be on the same page and see that and, and want to do what's necessary is to keep moving this city ahead.
1: That is Chris Eklund, the guy who started the City of Waterfalls campaign eight or nine years ago. Chris, thanks for doing this tonight. Appreciate it.
0: Anytime, my friend. Take care.
1: Uh, you know, it's that, kind of sad when you hear Chris talk. It, it is really kind of sad because we, for a couple reasons, we have this thing that it did take a little while to really get full traction that a lot of people really like, clearly, because we have a lot of people going. You have obviously bad feelings between him and between other people who were involved in this, that's unfortunate, but it's also sad because this whole concept of this, you know, natural thing that we've got in the city that people obviously really enjoy, nobody seems to be ever talking about anything other than now the rope rescues and a death, a death today and bad behavior by people on the paths and everything else. That's un- I mean, that to me is unfortunate. You've got a really cool thing that this city has that's unique. And yet either by misadventure or by being careless or by being reckless or whatever it is. The only time we seem to have anything to say about it now, and, and I'm not blaming the media in this one at all. I'm part of the media. This is, it's it's valid. But the thing we're talking about is the fact that it seems like almost every couple days now we have to have fire and ambulance back for another rope rescue because someone has been careless or worse. It should be a lot, it, When you have something like this, it should be a lot better than this, shouldn't it? I guess that's what I'm saying. The, we, the, the feelings and the, the discussion about it should be m- much happier. I, 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 maybe that's a silly word. Maybe happy doesn't really resonate the right way, but it, to, to me, that's what it seems like. This should be a very positive thing, and it seems like more often than not lately, it's become something else. Anyway, you're listening to the Scott Radley show weeknights from seven to nine on AM 900 CHML. We've done this before on the show and I wasn't going to do it again this soon, but a new batch of names that parents have actually registered when they give birth and they come up with a, a name for their child, a new batch of names has been released proving unquestionably that some people should not be allowed to have children <laughs> if only for the, the choices of names that they have attached to their offspring who will now have to carry this name through their life. It's the one thing about being a parent. All the other stuff you do as a parent that you're trying to help your kids along, the one choice you make they can't really very easily escape is their name. There are some doozies that people in the year 2016 already have come up with in North America. These are names that have been registered on birth certificates. Let's go through a few of these. And if you are thinking that maybe one or two of these parents were smoking crack when they were giving birth, I think probably that may be a fair assumption. First on the list, Your Highness. <laughs> Y-A apostrophe H-Y-N-E-S-S. Your Highness. That's going to be the name for some little, I don't even know if that's a girl or a boy. I guess with the double S's, it's probably a girl. Your Highness. (laughs) Uh, This one. Amazing Black Man. A-M apostrophe A-Z apostrophe I-N. Black Man. Amazing Black Man. uh, That is an amazing name. I'll give you that one. Sing praises is a name that somebody decided to give their kid. Adorabelle. (laughs) Just like it sounds, Adorabelle. Um, Where someone would come up with it? Anyway, I continue. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this one on the radio. But some mother named her child Vagina. (laughs) Spelled differently, it's an E instead of an I. So it's not, you know, that, but nonetheless, imagine that you are a little girl who goes to school on her first day of school and they say, Oh, and what's your name, sweetheart? And she says, vagina. <laughs> You're going to hate your parents forever and ever and ever. Uh, here is some, um, here is a few of them that, uh, that popped up um, for girls Four of them in a row here that were uh, that were very interesting. Blip, name your kid Blip. Fairy, green, or justice? Justice, J U S T U S. That justice. I've heard that one before. For boys, bright, cheese. Well, here's oh, here's a great one. This guy's going to be a weatherman for sure. Hurricane. There was a boy named Hurricane and a boy named Rocket. All right, here's one. I, I, this kid, this poor kid, is going to have to be spelling his name. Well, I'm guessing. Actually, sorry, it's a girl. She is going to have to be spelling her name to everybody for as long as she lives. To light a candle, Hope Johnson. T A L I G H T A C A N D L E. To light a candle, Hope Johnson. That's a mouthful. Uh, how about Cherry Blue for your daughter, or <laughs> uh, a son, Rocka Six. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, Rocka Six. Um, legend. That's a lot to live up to. Legend would be a lot to live up to. Um, cherish, cherish. I mean, I've heard that we've all heard the name cherish before, right? It's not common, but we've heard the name cherish. Except this person spelled it. This person was, you know, clearly tired and wanted to sit down. I guess and needed a chair because it spelled C H A I R I S H, like chair, like you're sitting on a chair. Cherish, interesting. Uh, Ninja Quest. <laughs> and to make it worse, Quest is Q W E S T Ninja Quest. I'm telling you, there are some people who should not be having kids. Um. Uh, Firestar. Firestar is a good one. Uh, I, I, I'm liking Firestar. Um. <laughs> another one, <laughs> the poor kid, Uteraz. U-T-E-R-A-Z, Uteraz. And apparently, according to a um thing on here, the mother was not realizing what that sounded like. It sounded kind of like uterus. And she goes, well, I still like the name. I didn't know what that was. So uteraz is gonna go through her life with uh with that one. Hashtag Jameson. <laughs> You know, you knew it was coming that with our social media society that someone was gonna get the name hashtag, but it has arrived. It has arrived. Um Adorabella. How about Adorabella? Minerva. Butterfly. Would you call your kid butterfly? I hope not. Um <laughs> here here is someone who gave their child a name Um and then mention their siblings names. Uh their new baby is felony. Poor kid. Uh, and the, the siblings are Arian and Nico. N-E-A-K-O. Nico. Uh how about so unique Miracle Randall? So S O apostrophe unique Miracle Randall. Um uh, Legna, which is Angel spelled backwards. That one worked for you? I don't know if that one works for you. Uh, a couple here that I'm not even... I definitely am not allowed to say on the radio. I know that for absolutely positive. Um, let's see here. What do we have? Uh, wisdom. Oh, how how would you like to name your kid Wisdom? W-Y-Z-D-O-M. Faith. F-A-Y-T-H. Or GS3, which is short for God's soldier to the third power. GS3. Mm-hmm. That one... Um, uh, yeah, Houston Rocket, interesting. Bean, yep, Bean is a name that, uh, that someone came up with. Aquafresh. <laughs> that, you know, Aquafresh is almost weird enough that it would be kind of cool to be able to go to school to. say, hey, my name is Aquafresh. Uh, Aud- Audio Science, someone named their kid Audio Silence. Someone else named them Pilot Inspector. Thor. Now, Thor again is uh, you know not bad. And uh, let's just have a couple more here that are uh, th- that are legitimate names that have actually been given to kids this year because they are just um, they are just brutal. It's just amazing that parents have done this to their children. Just uh, hold on a sec. The website has slowed right down here. Maverick. Okay, Maverick. We've heard before, right? Maverick. Everyone's heard of someone even in the movies. But they they spelled this family spelled their child's name. M-H-A-V-R-Y-C-H. Maverick. Just, to again, to make sure that this kid never has anything, anything that he owns, spelled correctly, ever. Nothing at school, nothing anywhere. His birth certificate is probably spelled wrong. A danger. Nice name. I kind of like the name danger. Except it's better when it's a middle name. Ba-boom. Oh, here's a good one. (laughs) Uh, A little disturbing, but... Would you ever name your child with an official name, Little Sweet Meat? <laughs> uh, yeah, Little Sweet Meat is an official, is an actual name. You know, in some places there are rules that you can't name your kids things that they, um, you know, the, the government will say, uh, no, that's that, that's not allowed. Little Sweet Meat, I would think, would probably fall into that category. And uh, my my personal least favorite, colon, C-O-L-O-N. They named their child colon. Apparently they don't like their child. How would they? Anyway, I I've, I got to stop there because the list goes on and on and on. And I got to tell you, I skipped a bunch of them because there were a number of them that you could not say in polite company. I mean, I was pushing the boundaries with a couple of them. There are some that you can't even say in polite company. So how do you introduce your child? I don't know. If you're having a kid, please, for the sake of that poor child, give them at least a name that isn't like terribly embarrassing for them for the rest of their life isn't the most mortifying thing that anyone will have ever heard before i also left out my personal favorite from last time we did this abcde they pronounce it absidy (laughs) yeah the scott radley show weeknights from seven to nine on am 900 am 900 chml